I want to just talk to you for a few minutes this morning on the presence of God. Amen. How many, how many want more of the presence of God? Is there anybody in here who's had too much? Anybody who just says, I, I don't need it for a while. I believe every single one of us want more of the presence of God. We want to feel his presence. We want to know that we're in his presence. There's nothing like it. So I want to start in Exodus chapter 33, verse 12, if you would read with me. I'm going to have several verses this morning. Thank you. And we're going to start in 12. Give me an amen if you're there. It says, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know. Now watch this, whom you will send with me. How many know we can do a lot on our own by ourselves, but we need God. Amen. And Moses says, who are you going to send with me? Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. And therefore, Moses says a very, very powerful prayer. He says, if I have found grace in your sight, watch this, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I might find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. So here we are today in 2016 as the church of Jesus Christ following in the footsteps of the church that Moses led. And he said these words, God said to these words to Moses, my presence will go with you. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence, now this is the attitude we need to have in our daily walk with God. If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Say, God, if you're not going with me, I'm not doing it. Amen. Here we are this morning in church and we know that we are praying every time we come to church that we would not just come to church. That we would not just be here, but that we would be in the presence of God amen that we would know that his presence is here with us because if his presence is not here we're just another meeting or social club like we say we need the presence of God and we talk about a lot that our prayer I know that my prayer is this morning from my heart that every service that we have that no one would really remember have to remember the words of the message songs that we sang but that when they leave, they would say, I felt the presence of God in that place. Amen? How many know that's important? Because you know what that does? That, 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 that goes beyond any person's knowledge of God. That goes beyond any person's knowledge of the Bible. That goes beyond people's problems. It goes beyond uh, ra racial barriers and language barriers and marriage problems and financial problems. It just, it just fixes everything. You just walk out and you say, I don't know what happened, but I know that God's presence was there. I could feel his presence in that place. How many know that that's what we need to search for and seek all the time? Is that his presence would always be with us. And if, we, if his presence doesn't go with us, we're not going to do it. Then he goes on to say in 16, for how then will it be known that your people, now watch this, how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? I want you to really think about this. 
So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are on the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And Moses says these words that we need to say to God this morning, please show me your glory. Amen. Father, this morning we just ask for the next few minutes that, Lord, in this place your presence would rest. And that your glory would fill this house this morning. We know that you're here, Father, because your word says where two or more gather in your name. You're in the midst of them, Father. Lord, we just ask you to anoint the word that you've spoken to us through this Bible, Father. And we ask that your word would bring forth fruit in our lives. And that, Lord, the presence of God would be evident in our lives this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to back up and read this again. I want you to get this part if you don't get anything else when we're talking about the presence of God. Because how many know that where the presence of the Lord is, something has to be right? Y'all understand that? When, when, when it doesn't mean, I don't want you to understand or, or mis, misunderstand that if there's times and seasons in your own personal life or days or things like that where you you say i I didn't feel the presence of god or there's always times and seasons where you're god's wanting you to seek him more but i'm talking in general okay when the presence of god is in a place that means that that place has found grace in god's sight how many understand that this morning and i'm going to make a statement to you that you might not understand or might not realize the church in the world today that has the presence of God evident, takes it for granted. Do you realize that this morning? Because the presence of God, although it should be, is not everywhere. Can somebody give me an amen on that? I believe there's some people in here who have been in places where the presence of God was not there. I'm not saying that to brag on us. I'm just telling you that God doesn't put his presence just anywhere. You have to find grace in his sight. You have to, as Paul said at the prayer, you have to have a clean heart. You have to have the right heart. God doesn't just fall wherever. He falls where people are seeking his face. He falls where people are seeking his will and doing what God has asked them to do. And we have to understand this morning that when and if we feel God's presence in this place, don't take it for granted. Thank God every day that we have a place that we come in and we feel his presence. Amen. Again, I'm not talking about that you have to go by feelings. But it's a blessing this morning to have the presence of the Lord. Amen. There was a a story of a man who was in an elevator in a high rise building. He said, I've never been particularly comfortable in such elevators. There's something about riding up and down in a little box several hundred feet above ground that never sat well with him he said he worried that something would go wrong everybody has ever gotten in an elevator and worried it would stop i have both hands up this man says one day it did the car he was riding in got stuck between floors way up on the higher floors and he noticed as soon as it happened that some of the people in the car became frantic i think that might be the worst part of being stuck in an elevator If you're about 100 stories in the air and you have about 10 people in there and the elevator stops, that's bad enough. When you're hanging 100 100 stories in the air, what's worse is when people begin to act crazy in there. 
and you have nowhere to go, amen, and they start to jump up and down or push on the walls or whatever. It says this man noticed that when they got stuck, people started acting crazy, and some began to beat on the door trying to get someone's attention. Some of them uh, began to jump up and down. That's got to be the dumbest thing you can do. Others began to yell as loud as they could in hopes that someone in the surrounding floors would hear them. Nothing was working. So the man quietly made his, his way to the front of the elevator, opened a little door in the wall, and pulled out a phone. Immediately he was connected with someone on the outside. He didn't need to beat on the wall to get their attention. He didn't need to speak loudly in the phone to receive help. He could have whispered and they would have heard him. He said, in this world, sometimes we're going to get stuck in places that we're not comfortable. And sometimes when we're not comfortable, we begin to beat on the walls or we begin to scream or we begin to yell or we begin to act crazy. Those are the times when we need the presence of God. Amen. How many know that those are the times we need to say, Holy Spirit, come and touch me right now. Amen. I need a visitation of you right now. How many know that many times when we're in a struggle or we're in a battle, that's the last thing we do. We begin to call, yell, scream, shout, worry, cry, do all kinds of things. And God's up there saying, I have a presence. I have a spirit that I would like to just drop down on you right now, but you just need to ask me for it, amen? You just need to pick up the phone. How many know this morning we've got a direct line to the Holy Spirit, amen? The Bible says that we have full access to the throne room of grace, and we can go right in and say, God, I'm in trouble, but I know that if I'm in your presence, I'm okay. Can somebody get that this morning? When you really understand the presence of God, you can have all hell breaking loose around you, and you can still feel peace. Amen? Let's, let's look at a few verses. I'm going to read some. You don't have to try to look at them all. But Psalm 1611, if you'll write that down in your notes, says this. You will show me the path of life, David says. And this is a powerful statement. He says, in your presence, Psalm 1611, is fullness of joy. Has anybody in here this morning experienced the fullness of the joy of the presence of the Lord? Amen. Has anybody experienced that? I need someone to tell me they've experienced it. Because maybe somebody in here this morning has not experienced that. And they might want to experience that. And they need to know they can experience that. He says, in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Here's a verse some of you guys know, and we love to quote it, but we need to believe it. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let that marinate for a second. Let that sink in for a second. If Jesus said, I'll never leave you, he'll never leave you. If Jesus said, I'll never forsake you, he'll never forsake you. So that means that when you're in that time where you don't feel his presence, let me remind you of something. What does Hebrews 11, going to cut back a couple of chapters, say that pleases God? What is the word that pleases God? What is the thing that is impossible to please God without? Somebody shout it out to me. Faith. So we need to remember that when we're in that trial or that struggle or that time we don't feel his presence, 
God is looking at us to say, I just want them to believe in me, although they don't feel me. I'm still here. I want them to believe my word. Amen. I want them to know that my word says, it doesn't say I will never let you not feel me. It doesn't say that. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That means he's there. How many have ever felt F-E-L-T like he wasn't there? Okay, but he was because he doesn't leave us. He's right there. He's right there. And we need to remember that. And, and in that time of struggle, like in the elevator, we don't need to fret and, and trip out and, and act, act crazy. We just need to get on the phone with him and say, Lord, I don't feel you right now, but by faith, I know you're here. By faith, I know you're here. Jeremiah 29, many of you know verse 11. I know the thoughts, and that's one of people's favorite verses. But a couple verses down is this, and you will seek me and find me. And I love how the Holy Spirit works. The first song we sang this morning was about the presence of the Lord. And then Paul just mentioned this at the offering, talking about your heart. And Jeremiah 29, 13 says, If you seek me, you'll find me when you search for me. How? With all your heart. Want the presence of God in your life? Seek, seek him with all your heart. Search for him with all your heart. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 3. And let's look at how God began to minister to the new church in the beginning of the church that we are now sons and daughters of. The original church in the book of Acts after Jesus came and brought the new covenant. And I, I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that I was born in the new covenant. I am so glad that I did not have to be in the time of the wilderness. Amen. I am so glad that I did not have to eat manna coming from heaven. I am so glad that I did not have to go through the 40 years of the wilderness and never see the promised land. I am so glad that I did not have to physically walk around the walls of Jericho seven days and see that fall. Although we know now it would have been cool, but it probably wasn't cool at the time. Amen. There's a lot of things in the Old Testament. I say, oh God, those are awesome stories, but I sure thank you for your grace and your mercy. Amen. I'm sure glad to be alive in 2016 and not 1500 BC. Amen. Because it was a different time. But here we are in the new covenant of jesus christ and we have something that the old testament did not have it does not mean that the spirit of god was not on the earth but the manifestation of the holy spirit and the presence of god is a daily thing we can have now when we saw there in the old testament as, as moses was asking for the presence of god to come with them he did not have it that moment just it, it, it just there he had to he had to ask for it and, and then they had to be where the cloud was by day and the fire by night if they weren't there they weren't the presence wasn't there now his presence today because of the veil being broken and the veil being rent when jesus rose from the dead now his presence is everywhere you can have it here in church you can have it in your house you can have it at work you can have it in the car you can have it at a game you can have it everywhere you go amen the presence of the lord is everywhere and where the presence of the lord is there's fullness of joy amen but here's what peter says in acts chapter 3 they come out of being filled with the holy spirit peter begins to preach as we know with great boldness 
and something happens that brings how many want to know what brings the presence of the lord how many as you're saying i want more here's what brings it here's what the bible says brings it we see peter preaching in acts 3 verse 17 and 18 and he's he's just preaching away to them and all of a sudden he says these powerful words he says but these things in verse 18 which god foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that christ would suffer he has fulfilled he says do this repent therefore and be converted whenever you are in a spirit listen to this whenever you are in a spirit of repentance that is where the presence of the lord is whenever you are in a spirit of humility that is where the present doesn't mean that the presence of the lord that holy spirit cannot visit you in a time of great distress and trouble and even and even in a time of pride because of his grace i'm talking about how to walk and live in the presence of god is when you're walking and living in a spirit of humility and repentance when you are on your knees spiritually don't have to be physically but on your knees spiritually and humbling yourself and saying lord look at my heart search my heart cleanse my heart when you are doing that every day that's where the presence of the lord is this is what peter says how many know when we read the word we have to believe it as it is so he says repent there and be converted now watch this that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from what what does it say from the presence of the lord so if you want to be refreshed you need to repent maybe 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 one of the reasons that a lot of places are not feeling and getting the presence of the lord is because there's not a spirit of repentance there if if we it's bad enough to sin but it's even worse if we're sinning and not sorry for it Amen. And there's a lot of stuff that's going on today that's not being preached against. People aren't talking about sin in the churches today. And, and so Jesus can't go there. The Spirit of God can't go there because there's no spirit of repentance. There's no spirit of turning away from the way that they're living. And, and even now today, it's like it seems like there's this, this doctrine of, of, of just this get away with everything we can. Everything's okay nowadays. Now nobody preaches against anything. Come on, somebody help me. So maybe that's why God's presence isn't there. They want to have his presence, but they don't want to bear the cross. They want to have his presence, but they want to do whatever they want to do. They want to live however they want to live. And God says, I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you, but I need you to have a spirit of repentance. And if you do, I will give you times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. And it says that he may send jesus christ who was preached to you before now let's go to psalms 46 if you would psalms 46 i'll give you just a few more verses this morning this is something we have to seek and and and, and ask for it's something we have to desire this is this is just like like the baptism of the holy spirit the the bible says very clearly that it's something we have to desire and ask for and want seek and you shall find ask and you it should be answered knock and the door will be opened unto you this is the same way god wants and desires to to have his presence on our lives but we have to want his presence the holy spirit is never gonna impose on us how many have learned that he, if you'll open the door, he'll come in. But if he's not going to come down and just, bam, 
Because it doesn't work that way. I'm not saying he can't sovereignly do that. He can do whatever he wants. But what I'm saying is that he works in a, in a way where he's finding vessels who are saying, God, I, I want you in my life. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And, and listen, this is why we talk so much about what we watch and what we listen to and what we hear and the things that come into our eyes, the things that come into our ears, because you can't expect to be uh, listening to certain things and watching certain things. Expect the presence of God to be hanging out with you. Amen. Come on, somebody help me here. That's the truth. I, I, saw, I saw this guy, and he's, he's famous, he's social media, so I'm not giving too much of it, but it just makes me laugh. He claims to be a Christian, he says it all the time, quotes all kinds of scriptures, quotes all kinds of things, but then he'll get up in the morning and do this exercise thing before everybody, and say, hey everybody, watch me exercise, and he's listening to Tupac, listening to Dr. Dre, listening to all these rappers that are, and, and he's sitting there saying, hey, have a blessed day, and cussing's in the background. Does that make any sense? But people do it. People do it. They don't, want to, they don't want to change anything in their life. They're going to keep listening to what they used to listen to, do what they used to do, but say, God, I, I believe in you, but I want your presence. But I'm not going to change who I was. I'm just going to be that same person. That don't work. That doesn't fly. God wants you to be different from the world. He says all the time, come out. Amen? I felt some resistance there somewhere, but wherever it was resisted, I pray the Spirit of God will rest. Amen. Wherever that resistance was, the Lord will work on your heart this morning. Because the Bible says you cannot have two masters. Amen. You cannot say with your mouth you love him and then go do something else that does not edify God and glorify God. Amen. You cannot do that if you want the presence of the Lord. I'm just trying to tell you if you want the presence of the Lord. If you don't want the presence of the Lord, don't worry about it. Do whatever you want. But if you want the presence of the Lord, God is looking for a heart of repentance. Amen. Right before we read Psalm 46, hold that if you have a marker. And something just came to me in 2 Chronicles. Let's go to 2 Chronicles real quick. This is a powerful uh, set of verses here that talks about, again, the, the, the beginning of our fathers, so to speak, spiritually in the Old Testament when Solomon built that beautiful temple. And it was the beginning. You know, we talked a couple services ago about, I think it maybe have been last Sunday morning, about the, how vital it is to commit to church attendance, to coming to church, being in the presence of the Lord, and being with other believers. And the, the temple's always been around. The sanctuary, whatever you want to call it, it's always been around. And we see something that happens in the church, and, and God wants to visit the church. Has anybody ever heard somebody say, I went there and I didn't feel God's presence? How many have ever heard someone say that? Or maybe you went there and you didn't feel God's presence. It, there's something that has to, I mean, I, some people say, I don't know if I've ever felt God's presence in that place. I hope that's not here. Amen. I hope that that never is the case here, that we would contend and pray and, and let, look and search for the presence of God to sit upon this place so that, like I said, people walk out and say, I don't remember the message. I don't remember the songs, but I know that God was there. Something changed in my life. And then that's when, like Paul said at the offering, God gets all the glory. When they walk out and they don't remember everything that was said, but they said God was in that place and I walked in one way and I left a different way. I walked in discouraged and I left encouraged. I walked in sick and I left healed. 
Amen. I walked in thinking my marriage was over and I walked out believing my marriage was fixed. Amen. Whatever it is that you need, this is the place that God can fix it. But we need the presence of the Lord. So we know that our whole outlook here is to try to get souls saved. And, and we are always out. And, and, and even if we're not doing a specific outreach, we're passing out Jesus cards. We're telling people about the Lord in our work. And when we're do whatever we're doing so that people would come in and get discipled. And begin to learn how to, to, to walk with God. And so we always have people that come in and visit. We have people that come in and are trying out a church. Or they're looking for a church. Or that maybe we've invited them when they come. We need to pray that they feel the presence of God. That's, that's our desire. That's why we go to the prayer room. So that, that, that the songs would be anointed. And the word would be anointed. So that we are getting our flesh out the way. Amen. How many know if we walk in without going to that prayer room, there's not going to be no presence of God in here. It's going to be the presence of flesh. But we go and we die to ourselves and we, we, we say, Lord, I, I, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, Father, but I'm going to get on the right side right now, Lord. Amen. I had an argument with my spouse, but I'm going to come in and get right right now. I'm going to get my heart right so, so that when someone else comes in, they don't miss the presence of God because of me. I don't want to be the hindrance or the reason that God's presence doesn't fall. So look at 2 Chronicles chapter 5. And it says it indeed came to pass. Now I want this to be a goal. How many like goals? I want this to be something we, we hope for and believe for and search for. Nudge the person on your right or left and say we're going to believe for this. Amen. If they're asleep, wake them up. Indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers. Now see all the way back in the Old Testament they had trumpets and they had singers. It's nothing new, amen? It's been around a long time. And look what happens here. It says they were as what? Y'all there in verse 13 of 2 Chronicles 5? Oh, okay, darn it. I was hoping you'd just guess it. Now you know. Some of you were close. All right, you there? 2 Chronicles, at least I told you the chapter this time. Chapter 5. Verse 13, indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Now, here we go again. Why do we lift our voices? It says to be heard. We're not here to meditate. We're here to praise God. Amen. We're here to lift our voices unto God. You're not going to find in the scriptures anywhere where it says whisper. That was a good place to say amen. You're not going to find it. It's always shout unto God. It's always sing unto God. It's always clap your hands. It's always lift your voice. It's always lift your hands. That's, that's what the Bible says, amen? That's what ushers in the... I'm not saying shout in, 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 in a way that's, that's annoying. I'm talking about lifting your voices and being heard, it says, in praising and thanking the Lord. See, if we'd ever get a revelation of what Jesus did for us, our praise and worship would change. What do you mean? I know Jesus saved me. Yeah, but I'm telling you, if you really understood, like I always say, if we could just go spend a couple seconds in hell, notice I said seconds, our praise would change. If we could just have a revelation of where we're supposed to be, if we could just see where we were going, our thanks would be different our praise would be different amen it, it, like i said it, it would just it would come from here which is what god wants 
They lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music. Now, I, I just don't get there. As you know, there's some denominations that don't believe in instruments. I don't know what they're reading. Amen. And praise the Lord, saying, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Now, watch this. That the, cla- that the house, the house of the Lord, this would have been a great verse for last Sunday's message, was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the lord filled the house how many would like to see that as a goal that the presence of god would be so strong that we would literally be paralyzed and arrested in his presence amen and we would not be looking at our clocks we would not be trying to get something done he would just be here and we would just be in the cloud of glory amen and that was something that happened and that can be a goal Psalm 46. Let's finish with this this morning. Psalm 46. Powerful, powerful chapter. Give me an amen when you're there. Let's read this together and watch what the Bible says here. God is our refuge and strength. And this is very important right here. A very present help. Very present help, meaning he's there. His presence is there in what? Trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, There is a river, watch this, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. How many want God to be in the midst this morning? God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us there we go again he's with us he's present the god of jacob is our refuge selah come behold the works of the lord who has made desolations in the earth he makes wars cease to the end of the earth he breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two he burns the chariot in the fire here we go be still and know that i am god Be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts, here we go again, is what? With us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Musicians, you can come this morning. He's with us. Unfortunately, so many believers today only experience if they're blessed the presence of God on a Sunday morning. They have not learned to experience the presence of God on a Tuesday afternoon or a Thursday night. Amen? It's just tied to the place of religion, maybe. They don't understand that the presence of the Lord goes with us. 
It's not, it, it, again, this isn't taking away from the presence of the Lord that we get here because this is corporate and this is established. This is what God intended. And, and be in the same place, worship God together, but then when we go out, we go all different directions, we go all different cities, we go all different neighborhoods, and the presence of God, what? Goes with us. It goes with us. It goes before us. It stands behind us. It's all around us. It says he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. Don't you love the word of God this morning? Don't you love how it ministers to our situations? He's an ever-present, a very present help in time of trouble, in scary times. In scary times, we don't need to seek the police. We don't need to seek the doctor. We need to seek the physician we need to seek the presence of the lord we need to seek the answers of god amen we don't need to seek a counselor we need to speak seek the counselor and we need to seek him too many times we go do a lot of other stuff and then at the last resort we go hey god can you help me that's not what god's looking for god wants to be the first person you look for and you know a lot of times we do so many other things we need to go into to our prayer closet get on our knees cry in his presence and say god i don't know what i don't know what to do and god loves that spirit of surrender i don't know what to do god but i know you know what to do and you just re just release that to him